0: Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, will be addressing the always nerve-wracking topic of audits. Colton will be addressing a number of questions, including what are the odds of being audited? Are small business owners more likely to be audited? And how are you notified if your tax return has been flagged? for an audit. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who is the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the chief financial officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast each Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast.
1: With the Internal Revenue Service, we generally have one or two points of contact a year. We have the day we file our taxes and so forth. But sometimes there's a second time, and because I have a professional who knows my business, has been with me since the day we began this business, I have not been audited yet. And I say yet because it's inevitable. But when we talk about audits, sometimes people's blood runs cold. You get in there, and there's an agent and two other people whose purpose for being there you're not really sure of, and the only person that's on your side of the table is you. So I like to double that average to start with and have a representative, the person who actually prepared the taxes, who knows tax law on my side of the table. It makes me feel a lot better. But overall, Colton, what are we talking about? The percentage of tax returns that are actually being audited per year?
2: So in general, general public, all businesses, it's about six out of every thousand taxpayers. So Mm -hmm. that's 0.6%. It's a pretty low number, six out of a thousand That number does jump for small business owners. It jumps up to about 24 out of every thousand. So it does go up. So for our owner operators out there, you are more likely to be audited than, say, the company drivers because they're not in business for themselves.
1: Yeah, that was my question I was going to ask you next. Generally, not always, but generally, a company driver receives a W-2 and kind of fits in with the rest of the people. But owner-operators are small businessmen, as you say, and they are significantly more likely to be audited. The Internal Revenue Service wants to make sure that you have the receipts and you have the transaction records to back up every single claim you've made.
2: Yeah, they are more likely. And like you said, significantly more likely. That being said, they are still very, very unlikely to be audited. You're talking 24 out of a thousand owner-operators. That's a really small number. So should people be concerned about it? Should they make sure they're doing everything they can to keep things straight? Yes but even with this new money that the IRS has received, this $85 billion, will we see more audits? Yeah, we probably will, honestly. The way I explain it is, as the IRS hires these new agents to come in and as they're getting their feet wet within the IRS and they're learning the ropes, what are they going to do? They're going to pick kind of the low-hanging fruit, and the low-hanging fruit are going to be small businesses They're not going to be going after the multi-million dollar businesses that are going to be very complex for them.
1: Yeah, they have tax lawyers and accountants and everything. And that's usually a big fight and it lasts a long time. And there's a lot of things involved in it. So they're going to go after those of us who come in and we already have our pockets turned inside out. And for many of us, that is the point of view that we have. It's like I do everything I can to comply. Let's see what happens here. Can I ask you a question that's kind of a little bit off base on that? You work very, very hard to make sure that a return that you prepare goes through. What are some of the red flags that make a return quite often the low-hanging fruit that they're going to go after?
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. Jumping into that discussion, I think it's important for folks to understand. A tax-prepared definitely may be the cause of you getting audited but they're not necessarily the cause of you being audited. I don't know how much sense that makes to everybody out there, but really what it comes down to is if your tax preparer is doing things the way they're supposed to be done, then you're not at any more risk or any less risk of being audited. It's really just gonna come down to the statistics of it. Many audits are just randomly selected. In fact, Mm -hmm. most are randomly selected, but there are the red flags that you talk about, things that can cause you to be more likely. For example, a major change in income. A company driver, been out there, been doing it for a little while. They've gotten used to the environment. They've been out on the road, and they're like, you know, I want to try this owner-operator thing. Well, they will then go from a situation where they've been making sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year W-2, maybe more, maybe less. But then all of a sudden, they're going to be getting a 1099, or at the very least, uh, showing top-line revenue of two hundred fifty thousand or more if they're driving Mm -hmm. team, maybe four hundred thousand dollars. So, that major jump or change in income can be a red flag to the IRS. Now, does that mean you don't want to go out and pursue a dream of being an owner operator if that's your dream? No, it's a red flag, but you know what? It's one you just got to kind of live with. And as long as you do things right, as long as you're compliant, compliance is key. As nervous as you might get when you get that letter saying you're audited, as long as you've been compliant, you're going to be okay. So, that's one flag, and there's many others that we could talk about.
1: Sure. And one of the things that I would think you can tell when my tax return is prepared, every line is done on a computer. Every line looks exactly like it's supposed to. Be when they receive a return that they can barely read because it's badly handwritten or something, I would think that would make them jump up and down and go, here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not. It might be. Like I say, most of them are randomly selected through a statistical formula that the computers at the IRS spit out. So it's not necessarily a person. It could be. So there are things that can happen through the process that might result in an actual IRS person flagging a return and saying, this one's going to be audited, but those numbers are significantly less than even what we talked about up front, those types of audits.
1: There's a situation that every trucker listening can relate to, and that is when you roll across the scales and they look, it makes a big difference. There was a period of time where they love shiny wheels and shiny back doors to take a look at. There were certain trucking companies that were flagged. So it's a lot the same thing. And as you say, they have, I guess, a list of tax preparers also that is like, we know this person continually oversteps the bounds. Let's pull one of his clients, right?
2: That can absolutely happen. That comes down to the tax preparer that you have. I've got an example. So I was on air yesterday, we had a caller who happens to be a client of ours. I had a further discussion with him after I was on air because of some of the questions that he had. His prior tax preparer basically said to him, don't worry about the expenses that you've got, I've got receipts for you, basically implying like I'm kind of making stuff up for you and I've got these receipts. If somebody's return is audited that that tax preparer filed and the IRS starts looking into more returns filed because there is a way to track who the tax preparer is within the IRS, those are situations where it could snowball and all of a sudden they're looking at many of the tax returns that this tax preparer has filed. In addition to that, there's going to be non-compliance. Now, the non-compliance is not the fault of the tax filer because they didn't know what was going on. They were innocent in the deception of the tax preparer, but it still doesn't matter. The possibility of you being audited is increased and you will likely find yourself in a situation where you might need to be paying more tax. Now, the penalties will probably be assigned to the tax preparer if it can be substantiated that was not as a result of your own misdoings. But yeah, that's an example of something that could happen, and we want to protect you from that.
1: Yeah, and years ago, originally there was Adventures, the guitar group, that put out a song called Walk, Don't Run. And then, I guess it's been about 15 years ago, Hey Monday put out a song that was the twist on that, which was Run, Don't Walk. And if you find yourself in that situation and you've got somebody volunteering to supply receipts and so forth, it's time to listen to the lyrics of that song, Run, Don't Walk just get out of there. (laughs) Absolutely. something you do not want to be involved in. As we said, just like with certain trucking companies, it
2: raises a red flag that you
1: don't want to be a part of because your return may be the one they decide to use.
2: Yep. And that's what this client did. He ran for the hills and ended up with trucker CFO out here in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Well, bless him. I hope he's doing much better now. In fact, I'm sure he is. But let's talk a little bit. I gave my worst case scenario. Let's talk a little bit about how audits are actually conducted, what you can expect. If you do get an audit, it's disconcerting, but you really do need to settle down. Because if you've done it right, which 99.9% of our drivers have, they're not trying to rip anybody off. They're not trying to get out of taxes that they owe, but they don't want to pay any more taxes than they need to. How does the actual audit process start?
2: Yeah. So the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a letter. A letter from the IRS will be on IRS letterhead. Be pretty clear what they're saying. And you're going to have a certain amount of time to respond to that letter. That's the kickoff of it. There's a couple different things that can happen. There's different types of audits that are taking place. And these audits are going to either be handled through mail correspondence. Basically, they're just going to ask you to send in certain documentation to substantiate. It might even be one line item from your return that they're asking for. They're not even looking at the entire return. It could just be one thing. We've seen this with Per Diem. We've seen this with Fuel. We've seen this with other accounts they could be asking about. So it might be a mail audit. Those are relatively easy to handle, especially if you're compliant and you've done things the way you're supposed to and not claimed more than you're supposed to. Those are relatively easy. Then you have the actual IRS office audits. That can be done in an IRS office. It can be done at the taxpayer's home or place of business. It can even take place at the accountant's office. We've had all of those. We've been representatives on so those ones they're going to be more detailed. It may start out with one account or one item that may be flagged the audit and from there it will expand out. And they'll start looking at other things. They may even start looking at other years, especially if they find something wrong with the year that started the audit in the first place. That's the thing we really worry about is when that representative catches on to something, the audit can start to balloon and get bigger and bigger and more cumbersome and more worrying for the taxpayer. So our goal is to really try and keep that audit focused on the purpose of the initial audit so that we don't have that balloon effect.
1: Right. Now, there's a psychology that goes along with this too, and I'm going to mention to everyone here, and please feel free to add as we go along. Number one, it's a very, very lonely experience, and it's really, really nice to have somebody on your side of the table who knows what he's talking about, because if they start doing tax law, you're lost. I'm a professional truck driver. I am not an IRS lawyer or an IRS tax accountant. And especially now, As you mentioned, there is a push on, and it's been a pretty substantial push, to get new agents. We all know anybody who's been a driver, anybody who's been a police officer. Rookies make mistakes, and it's really nice to have somebody on your side who knows the law, who's representing you, say, oh, back up just a minute. Let's talk about this, because it can be a very, very nerve-wracking experience to be there by yourself.
2: Yeah, it absolutely can. Let me give just a simple example of that. I had a client, they had set up their business entity on their own. And when they got their EIN, the employment identification number from the IRS, that shows up on a letter called an SS-4. When they put in their name, they did not include LLC at the back of the name. And that's Mm -hmm. important. It's a common mistake that folks make when they set these things up on their own, because that name that's on your SS-4 has to match identically to what your articles of organization with your state show. So they had an SS-4 that showed their name with no LLC and articles that obviously have LLC. And it's a simple fix. I gave them instructions on what to do, call up the IRS, gave them the specific department within the IRS to call. You can have LLC added to the back of your name without needing to go through the process of actually changing your name, which is a more cumbersome process. So they called up the IRS and the person they got on the phone said, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. That was the gist of the conversation. So they called me back up. They're like, no, the IRS can't do this. I'm like, they can. I promise you they can. So I actually got on the phone with the IRS and had the clients on the phone as well because we know what the IRS can and can't do and many of the IRS agents don't know what the IRS can and can't do because they're new or perhaps they haven't come across the situation before. I was able to push back on the IRS and get it done within a matter of minutes. So that's a very simple example. But when it comes to an audit, you're not going to have a clue. If you haven't been through these, you're not going to have a clue as to what the IRS should and should not be doing. You're going to be the hen inside of the fox house. You got to make sure that you've got somebody on your side that can help out.
1: You bet. We have just about a minute and a half left. Colton, would you please just go through some of the other causes that that raises a red flag and says, you need to look at this. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, so suspiciously round numbers, numbers that end in zeros or fives, a lot of them, those can be causes for red flags. If you misreport your income, so if you have 1099 for say 250,000 and you report 200,000, that's going to cause an audit. If you have large charitable contributions, home office deductions, Claiming personal car within your business, those are definitely some of them. And if you have several years of missing tax returns. So those are just a few of the main red flags that we take a look at.
1: Okay. And to go back to one a little bit, let's just let everybody know, if you've been in business at all, you already know this, but I'm going to remind everybody, they know what your taxable income because it's been reported to them. There's another form that everybody who sends you money during the year sends to the Internal Revenue Service and it says, I paid such and such for this. That's it. They know.
2: Yep. And even if they don't know, they can very likely find out. So we deal with this stuff. Give us a call. We'll be happy to help you out.
1: Give me that number one more
2: time, Colton. 888-235-4772 or truckercfo.com.
0: That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making driving your dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO podcast. Now, before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team.
3: Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the find a time to talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move.